Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup. She's the cream of my coffee. And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Cream, cream in, in My, my coffee. coffee. This podcast contains adult language and adult topics intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Did you know that more than 90% of men usually experience orgasm during intercourse while only 50% of women experience it? It seems like an unfair ratio. As we grow older and explore more of our bodies, we learn new things about the vagina every day, from how it works to how to care for it and how to pleasure it. Everyone, I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. And welcome back uh, with Cream of My Coffee. Where we keep the coffee hot and the conversation even hotter. So let me grab my coffee and my creamer. You've got me, baby. It's time to get brown. Here we go. Here we go. Today's topic is an exciting one, as usual. But as one I think that you all are going to enjoy. Experiencing the big O. Oh my. <laughs> So the female orgasm is often depicted as the center of the woman's sexual satisfaction. And of course, for all of you out there, whether you're a guy or a girl, it's the ultimate goal of sex, right? End game. Once you get your woman to come or once you're the the woman on the opposite end, once you come, that's all we want. That is the end game is to feel that big O. (laughs) But believe it or not, many women don't experience an orgasm during sexual intercourse. And it's unfortunate, usually women in their 20s or even 30s, that's when they usually start experiencing to orgasm. So all those years before, it's kind of like a no-show. And that's not for everyone. We're just talking about statistically majority. This is majority. 20s or 30s of women. They always have at least one orgasm during sex in that age range. But believe it or not, that number is declining. So we got to step it up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Why is it declining? What's happening? What's going on? So here's something I'm going to jump off right away with and just ask a simple question. Just for the, it doesn't matter who you are, but I'm going to ask this out and just, just bring it all to the forefront now. Do lesbians know how to give better orgasms? Hmm. I mean, I've never thought about that because it's not like I've experienced that. But I think personally that would kind of make sense. A woman knows another woman because we have the same parts. So we know what we want. To me, that would make sense. And I'm not saying, Teddy, Teddy, you're amazing. I mean, you know me better than I know me. But... I think for everyone else out there, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, women, they have the same parts. It's like, I don't know, personally, when I go to a doctor, doesn't matter what type of doctor it is, I always prefer a female doctor, especially if it's a gynecologist, because we have the same parts, you know, females are more gentle, more delicate, and I just feel like they're more understanding because they have the same anatomy as me. So I think I'm, I'm going to comment about that but i want to give a little statistics like i normally do i always try to give a little bit of fact as as i read through some of these articles that's why i love you so according to a sex therapist dr emily jamea 
lesbian women experience orgasms, orgasms about 75% of the time with their partners. Damn. <laughs> That's something new to me. I didn't know that number. Wow. So for every three out of four times that you're having intercourse in any capacity, you're going to have an orgasm with a lesbian. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think everyone else out there is thinking, hmm. <laughs> so those of you that fake it, you don't have to fake it, but only one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of which, I know all of you, especially if you guys are like from the 80s era, even 90s, the epic movie When Harry Met Sally. Remember that, Teddy? Yep. Oh my God. The restaurant scene where Sally is telling um, Harry that, uh, you know, women fake it during bed. He's like, no, no, no. I would know. I would know. And then she does that. she starts pretending like she's having an orgasm in the middle of a restaurant if you guys have not seen that movie when harry met sally please please go see it it is hysterical this is definitely an older movie but it's one of the very first that went out there a little bit further for the mainstream uh movie theater at that time period but uh going back into um the facts here bisexual women experience orgasms about 58 percent of the time Heterosexual women experience orgasms, orgasms about 62% of the time. So those are straight women. And it's been reported that about 10 to 15% of women never orgasms in their lifetime. Wow. I f- feel so bad for you poor souls out there. I'm sorry <laughs> for all of you that have never experienced the big O. I truly am sorry. I mean, that's devastating. But we are here to help. And uh, those of you that have not experienced it, there may be underlying reasons or there may be just different ways to help stimulate what's going on. Personally, as a woman, Teddy and I, we've, we've obviously been sexually active for the last 25 years together and only together. So within those 25 years, I can say as a woman, I have learned new things about my body personally. I feel like an orgasm is the most vulnerable you will ever be in your life. And for me personally, I have a hard time letting go to be that vulnerable because you're exposed in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally. Before you climax, you are completely exposed to your partner. So to let go of that barrier, that you know all your insecurities, all your tension to actually let go and allow your body to experience that orgasm, A lot of times, as a woman, we don't allow ourselves to experience an orgasm because we're so tensed, we have so much stress, again, with the insecurities, you know, do I look okay, do I smell okay, do I sound okay? All those things are going on in your mind. So to let go and just be free with your body, with that feeling, To experience it is harder than a lot of people think. And I think you have to be a woman to understand that. Personally, I think the first time I experienced Big O, I was, what was I, maybe 18 (laughs) with you? It took took three years. And it was nothing you did because trust me when I say you are immaculate in every way. It wasn't anything you did. It was me. I just remember being so scared every time I would feel like it was going to happen, I'd hold it back. I didn't know, I wasn't intentionally and deliberately holding it back. It's just something that would happen because I'd tense up. I was so scared. 
And finally, I started understanding, you know, that it's okay. You got to let go and just go with it. And once I understood to do that, I mean, it was just like every day after that, (laughs) but it did, it did get better. Like I talked about earlier in my twenties, I want to say experiencing that the big O and now, you know, that we are the age that we are. I mean, that is not hard at all, (laughs) especially like five seconds. It takes me with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously I've gotten much, much better at it. You're amazing. You are so amazing. Maybe I'm part lesbian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's what Jenny says is true. It it takes a different level of understanding yourself, your body, uh, being able to be comfortable to that level. You know, with men, we just, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and, and go. And, and we're there. We climax or have an orgasm about almost 89, 88 to 90% of the time. Because it's a major stimulant and it's just as it is. No fair. And it doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay. It's the same for both um, sexual orientation. Now, uh, for lesbian women, I think the biggest reasons, and this is also part, probably part of some of the articles as well, is guys, I hate to say it, but they know the clitoris better than we do. They know how to manipulate it, how to caress it, how to... Um, you know, use their their bodily functions, fluids, fingers, hands, motions, all of the above that we just know primarily thrusting and holding and grasping in our own with our own selves as men, where women takes a lot more effort. It's like having a sentence versus having a paragraph in terms of analogies for a man versus a woman. Wow, that that's freaking beautiful. <laughs> Damn, Teddy, getting poetic over here. <laughs> we have to truly read through to understand the whole story than to just read a top-line subject. So that's, that is, I would believe, probably the easiest way to explain it in a nutshell, and now using that experience to get to the big O. And you also have to be in touch with your feminine side, and I know for a lot of men out there that's hard because you know you're manly you're masculine but i feel like a man should be able to be in touch with their feminine side in order to understand a woman and to help her to climax because again that's end game for everyone and just like with harry met sally that movie we saw a clip right before we did this podcast the, the clip i was talking about where she pretends to orgasm in the restaurant it's hysterical it is so funny Just like she said, I mean, we all fake it at one point in another. And I hate to say that, but it's true. And every woman out there, again, whether you're straight or gay, can say, yes, I've, you know, I've faked it at one time. There's no shame in that because we don't want our partner to feel like they're doing something wrong. But once you learn how to let go of those insecurities, as I talked about, if you are the female, and once, if you're the man... You learn a woman how to manage her feminine side, how to uh, be able to help her to orgasm. There, there's no, there's no chance of not having one. You know, I know with us, <laughs> I have one every time now. So, <laughs> so with, um, you know, as we we're talking into the orgasm phases and what to do, fellas, 
you don't, I mean, I agree with Jen and I don't. You don't have to truly have your feminine side come through. You just need to understand what the heck you're actually doing. So my best advice is like what we're talking about today. Research it. Understand the anatomy of the vagina. Don't get me wrong. When I say feminine side, I don't mean like crying. You know what I mean? (laughs) I know some people cry during intercourse. That's not us. But I don't mean like crying or being like super emotional. What I mean is guys usually think sex just means hitting it hard. You know, in and out, boom, you're done. And that's not what it's about. You know that's not what it's about. You know, over the years that we've been together, there's more than just that hard thrust. You got to be gentle at times. There's a time to be, you know, dominant. And it's a time to have like that hardcore rough sex. And then there's a time to be gentle and delicate and really, really pay attention to the woman's body and connect with her on a whole different level. I think it goes both ways. So guys, as you go back and you're kind of trying to figure this out or... Those of you that have a lot of practice at it, main thing is you got to practice. Secondary communication. Truly understand what your partner is wanting from you. Listen and look for their, their body gestures, how they're adjusting themselves, what their facial features is like. Uh, most of the time, you know, when you're in that act, there's other things going on and you're trying to make sure that your partner is being as satisfied as you can. But the main thing is, again, going back to the anatomy, know what the clitoris is. Know what, what the, the, labe, uh, the, the lips are, vaginal lips, the outer and the inner lips itself. That would probably be the best way to explain it versus go to the technical terms. You want to know where the G-spot is located. We'll get into a lot of that, I'm sure, throughout our, our piece here. But you want to go and just understand it's just not specifically uh, a penetrative sex with with the vagina but there's so much to it there's so many different types of organisms that are there for the female with men we just have one true stimulation there are others but uh daring if you do decide to go further today though it's just for women and trying to figure out how to get to the big o Oh, the vagina is amazing. (laughs) It's amazing because like Teddy said, there's not just one type of orgasm for us women. And we don't just have to have one. We have multiples. That's something that a man can't do. And I'm so sorry, Teddy, you're missing out. (laughs) You're really missing out on that. Boy. Um, But there are factors that determine an orgasm for women. Your mind, your thoughts, Sometimes we tend to, as women, get in our heads too much and we lose focus. The more you think, the less you can relax. So while you're doing the act, you should always try to focus on what you're doing. Exactly. Focus on every part of your body that's being touched and every part of your, your significant other's body that you're touching. Focus on the sounds. Focus on sex itself while you're having it. The more you focus and the less you're in your head about it, the more you can relax and just enjoy the moment. So uh, the other factors that can determine an orgasm is your age, believe it or not. Uh, Depending on how young or old you are, it goes both ways, I think. I think the younger you are, the you really don't know 100%, and, and I'm not saying this again negatively to you, but let's be realistic younger you are you don't know and have the experience level to be able to 
obtain an orgasm without experience. Oh, absolutely. No, you're you're right about that. Like I said earlier, when we first started having intercourse, I mean, we lost our virginities. What were we, like 15? I yeah. hate to say that. We were young. But, I mean, we were just starting out. And I didn't experience the big O until we were, like, 18. And then it was still hard because, again, letting that that barrier come down to be vulnerable, to allow myself to experience that. Then once I was in my 20s, I understood my body as a woman and my vagina more. And I understood how to just let go and be able to enjoy it. And it, it was history on, on then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to have a lot of different variations as well as you may not have others to talk to. Some of you that are listening to this now, you may not feel comfortable to speak to another person about it. You may feel embarrassed or or it's just not something you're more, more conservative leaning or um, those of you who may be more exploratory. You do have friends that are more experienced than you are. Ask. Maybe they can help you and or give you pointers. Now, at that same breath, that may not work for what they're doing that works for you. Everybody's a little different. Again, we'll go back to the age. The older you are, the harder it may become as you're, as you're older. Your body changes and adapts differently as we set in for senior level of age. Oh, sex gets much better when you get older if you're a woman. Like The older you get, the more orgasms you get. And the easier the orgasms are. And it just feels more intense and just better. It's true, but the body does changes over a certain time period as well. Um, for me, the better <laughs> in the sense that intercourse is amazing with you. I mean, I have no complaints here. Well, if I ever get to it, no shame in Viagra. I'd be shoving that <laughs> shit down your throat. <laughs> be like, come on, we got to do this. <laughs> so uh, other factors uh, um, that may determine orgasms and or prevent or help um, your beliefs your your religious beliefs uh that plays a big factor um and and how you personally and morally feel about certain things so that can also disturb you from you personally what i can say about that about those of you that may have your beliefs and it's harder for you to concentrate on yourself or your partner you know whether you're legally married or not legally married that will come between the, you and your partner but the act of love and sharing that oneness goes together. So in order for you to have that, you have to let yourself go with that other person, both physically, emotionally, and have a true lovable connection to obtain that orgasm. And I'll, we'll step in further a little bit later. Again, the passion has to be there as well it's just not doing don't take it as a chore it has to be passionate it has to be meaningful it has to be a want from both parties i can't imagine having sex without the passion or without love i mean since it's always been you and i these last 25 years i can't imagine not having that because that's what makes it more for us at least more chemistry more fiery more intense like it's just amazing I agree. Definitely agree. That brings us to our next our next um, tip there or topic piece is uh, relationships. How is your relationship and the relationships that you're currently in? Is it, um, is it a good relationship? Is it a, is a hard relationship? You know, do you two of you connect well? 
All that plays a part of how you're feeling with your partner at that moment of that time. So keep that in mind. The uh, next uh, bullet point I have with with that is sexual trauma. And Jen probably can speak a little more about that as well as far as that can be a traumatic situation that happened to you both in maybe in your past or in present form or any type of trauma that you may experience that may prevent you because your the fear may be there may not be your it's definitely not your partner's fault or issue is more of your personal piece that you have to get by with sexual trauma is a very serious serious topic it's something that a lot of people in general don't always recover from it's something really really hard to overcome and I'm speaking from a little bit of experience in that that sentence. Um, it's something that Teddy and I don't talk about, but growing up, I did not have the best upbringing. And I went through a very rough time that a lot of family members don't know about growing up. Um, I was exposed at a very young age to a lot of bad things. And I was really small. It was between the ages of maybe, I want to say, um, about four to eight. Off and on, different scenarios that I'm not going to mention, but needless to say, it does affect you. As of right now, I mean, this has been many years, so I have been able to overcome mentally and emotionally a lot of things that happened to me throughout my childhood, but I'm okay. And I hope for all of you out there that have experienced something very, very negative in that aspect, some trauma in life, know that you're not alone, know that it wasn't your fault, and know that no matter what kind of trauma it was, that that person's an asshole for doing what they did. And no one deserves to be abused in any way, shape, or form. So just remember that. I put it this way, no matter what I went through or what anyone goes through, you can't let it run your life. You can't let it define the person that you will become because then they win. So I've chose to be bigger and better and whatever I experienced as a small child growing up, I have chose to rise from it, move forward and be the best I can be to everyone that's around me. I chose not to let that interfere. It's not the easiest thing to do, like I said, trauma growing up, but it's something that you can overcome. You just have to want to be better and to overcome it and to keep on rising forward because there's nothing you can't do if you really want it. Well, that's, um, I hope that helps you guys out. For those of you that maybe experienced or had experienced some issues like that in the past. But there's no uh, concrete answer as to why lesbians uh, most consistently experience orgasms with one another. However, like we spoke about, it could be because women understand a woman's body is better and maybe there's less pressure to orgasm during intercourse. Well, shit, maybe you are a woman deep down inside. <laughs> you know my body better than I know my body. Yeah, it's just like, you know, driving a car. Oh, God. Is that, <laughs> is that what I am? I'm a vehicle now? Yep. You're my Ferrari. <laughs> so you know where all the buttons are. You know where all the gears are. 
It's just a matter of making sure you slow down the bumps, oh, go God. faster down the hills, and make sure you have enough um, force to hit up the uh, the ramp. Oh, you definitely can make me go vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, most of us already know this, especially the women. The women were like, yes, listen to this. Most orgasms happen through the cl- uh, cl- uh, your clitoris, um, which really brings us to a, a, a key question. So how many types of female orgasms, orgasms are there? Well, we'll find out in just a moment. So the first one is clitoral orgasm. This is the type of orgasm that you get by stimulating the clit through your fingers or toys. This is the most common. I believe that everyone has probably experienced this type of orgasm. Probably first. I mean, if you're like myself, this was the first type of orgasm I experienced. It's the easier one. Yep, I'm sure majority of women on here that are listening or men with your partners have experienced this clitoral orgasm. Uh, the next one will be our G-spot orgasm, which involves uh, penetration and stimulation of the G-spot located a few inches inside the vagina. I feel like this one is a little bit more complicated, and I feel that that G-spot, it's not that, I, I know Teddy personally when, I can feel when you hit the G-spot, but I know like, if you haven't had a clitoral orgasm first, it makes it a little more different and difficult to be able to orgasm vaginal, which that is a vaginal orgasm because it's internal. Yep, so there is uh, an actual anal orgasm, which I'm sure some of you have heard about it or seen it. It it really has you achieving orgasm by stimulating the inner and outer areas of the anus with your hands or toys. So the, the point of, or the biggest reason also with the anal orgasm is that it's so close to a lot of the other areas, which is close to the G-spot area, is close to another spot, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, um, that will allow you to have a different stimulation on the backside of your vagina, basically, since they're all intertwined. I don't, I don't care for that one. <laughs> I love you, but you're not touching my butthole. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a no. That's a no for me. I'm not knocking on it. I know a lot of you like that out there. Go for it. More power to you. Us personally, that is a no for me. Nipple orgasm. You know, it could be used for foreplay or in a thick of a sex or mainly um, has you and your partner stimulating your nipples. So... Mm-hmm. There are some folks that really, really enjoy this and some that do not at all. I'm sitting here shaking my head. No, this is also a no for me. I I don't like my nipples being touched by you. I love you, but that's a no. I just, I don't care for that. Those two are a no. I don't ever care to experience those two types. Again, everybody's a little different, so it, it just all varies. Me personally, don't want to deal with either one of those areas either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rub your nipples later on. Nope. Blended orgasm is what happens when two erogenous zones are stimulously stimulated 
to lead you into a stronger release. I'm confused. <laughs> you said too many big words. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, it's basically having different versions of orgasms together. You can so, do that? Wait, what? That's a yeah, thing? So, like, G-spot as well as clitoral at the same time. Ooh. Oh, yeah. wait. So, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. So, yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, for those of you who have toys out there, and I know I have a lot of girlfriends who have this toy. Um, what is it called? The Jackrabbit? Yep. And that's not me. I do not own that. But I know I have uh, girlfriends that do own that. And they say that that toy stimulates both your clitoral and your vaginal area at the same time. So you do have that blended orgasm. That's what I was like. I got so confused. I was like, what are you talking about? What? So yeah, that's that's a thing. And if you don't have that toy, go get it. Um, yeah, it's great. I don't need it. I have you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one here is, uh, hopefully a majority of you have experienced this, is multiple orgasms. Yeah. So is the event, is in an event where, um, where women or people with vaginas orgasms more than once. It's amazing. <laughs> for men, it is damnly is very, very hard for us to do that. We have a grace period that we have to wait a little bit, kind of build back up the steam power, and then go back at it again. You're like, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> again, now, everybody's different. Some some men don't go through that, and they have a, uh, a quicker response time to get back on the horse but majority of men they normally have a longer period some men very short maybe a few minutes maybe in maybe half an hour some of you maybe an hour some men may be done for the whole day till the following day just depends on those few key factors we talked about earlier age etc may play a factor I swear, multiple orgasms make me feel drunk after we're done. <laughs> just like, I feel like we just drank a whole bottle of wine. It's great. Talking about liquids, squirting at orgasm. Again, this is a no for me. <laughs> this is a type of orgasm where uh, the release consists of a much clearer liquid, unlike the type that comes out of a, of a regular orgasm, and usually happens after that first release. I've seen this in, in porn when we were younger. Remember those <laughs> videos we watched? Yeah. And I was like, what is she doing? I was so confused. I, this, I'm not knocking on it, but this is a no for me. Um, I don't know how women can do that, how that happens, but it does. I know this is probably a taboo topic as well with, with squirting. And a lot of females think there's something wrong with them. If they don't do that, not everybody will do that. Only a very small percentage of women actually do do this. And uh, not everybody will experience it. It is supposedly not pee. It is the same type of gland that it comes out of, but it's not supposed to be a pee format. Me personally, um, not totally against this. If you're one of those women that are out there that does do this, more power to you. Hopefully it's well and your partner enjoys this as well. <laughs> we were watching we were watching one of our first porns when we were teens. I remember being like Hey, she sprung a leak. <laughs> it's like, okay, the plumber's going to go fix that now. <laughs> and there may be people that have fetishes out there that are like golden showers, but not me. Out of that, I'll take a regular shower, please. <laughs> not knocking on you guys. And I know we joke and we play light of it. 
Um, we personally haven't experienced that. But if you guys have, please write in and let us know how that works and, you know, how it feels. So this one's for you gym rats out there. Corgasm. Yeah, it is an orgasm that comes from intense tension and release from exercising. I'm not talking. So <laughs> women in particular, because as a, as a man and, and most guys, especially at work out and got a lot of gym buddies that we all uh, congregate at times. I've read up a little bit about this, kind of kind of research about this. There are so many women doing these, uh, I don't know what they call them, with the little, the the Smith machines, you get on them and then you, oh, the pelvic thrust. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Yep. Those of you that do that, that contracts the main area that I'm talking about that will get you to that corgasm. I love the jump. So... <laughs> Those of you that do a lot of leg exercises, you do deep squats, those things activate your core and it, it tightens and loosens your muscles as you perform that exercise. And, I, and you're probably like at least 30% of you right now are like, oh, we're going to go do some exercise. <laughs> go ahead, go for it. But uh, it'll only help you. The, the more strengthening you can do there, the better that you're able to uh, use, utilize your muscles. Oh, absolutely, because that is a muscle down there, you know, your 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 vagina, That's a, you have a muscle in there. And so I am all for that, and I agree with Teddy. Yes, it works, and yes, corgasms are real. I can personally, personally admit that. One thing it does not do is, those of you that may have this problem, it does not help you tighten anything. So <laughs> No, it, that, yeah, no, that's a no-no. But I mean, as far as like being able, I think, to contract better down there during orgasms, I feel like it does help. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and the last orgasm that we'll point out is sleep orgasm. So this is typically the type of orgasm that comes from having a wet dream. I'm sure many of you, Primarily when you were younger, possibly have gone through a wet dream. So, How old were you, Teddy? I don't really remember, honest to God. But uh, it comes from really like bedwetting. So how does this occur? Those of you that have researched this as well, you know, again, here's the facts. If you truly like sleeping on your stomach, it's the part that uh that your bed or or sheets or fabric touches those sensitive parts of your body while you're sleeping you move or func- or move a certain way or adjust yourself that typically may stimulate you into just jumping right into a wet a wet dream and not really understanding why it occurred and that's really a big part of it is it's it for, stimulating is it for men and women uh both men and women yeah Okay. Uh, more. This really happens more in men than women because, obviously, men your your penises are out and is more stimulated as you're you know laying down on the bed. Men don't recall going through this growing up. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, it's it's very very common more in men than than women because of that. So that is something to know about as well. But now here comes the uh, the major two areas that we're going to talk about. We'll go into detail. We're going to focus on two types of orgasm in particular vagina uh your vagina and your clit your clitoris um the difference between your vagina orgasm and your your clitoral orgasm there is one that is stimulated through you know touching kissing licking it's intense but it's short-lived your vagina now that's a whole nother whole nother avenue it's like going through a, uh, 
a cave that you're exploring. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you just compared a vagina to a cave. <laughs> Some of you it may be a black hole. <laughs> it just depends. Oh Everybody's God. different. Oh, Lord. So, you know, for the, for the vagina, it just involves penetration. But it's not just any penetration. You need to know where those, those G spot is and the A spot. The stimulation points of those areas. So for clitoral orgasms, again, we're going to go through um, how to make that function or how to, how to stimulate it. Just a fun fact on, on the clitoris area. Just like men, men have an erection. You know, you can physically see your erection, man, obviously. If you can't see it, I don't know what's going on there. You may have just an <laughs> engorged clit- clitoris. But... Uh, just you know, just just fun jokes there, guys. So, the clitoris, the cl- the clitoris, actually does erect when stimulated. It actually changes colors uh, slightly depending on what your cl- your clitoris looks like and the color phase of it. Then the blood flows just like a like a man's penis, and uh, it you can actually there's a temperature change down there as well. Believe it or not. So there's temperature changes. And again, everybody's a little different. But typically with the blood flow, there's temperature change. It gets warmer, gets hotter. This girl is on (laughs) (laughs) And it actually does. It actually does have an erection. Men, if you're down there, ladies, if you're down there, pay attention to it. And you'll see what the heck I'm talking about. It starts to become engorged. want to know what it looks like i don't i've never it's filled with blood um it gets much it's normally soft and subtle and this little guy hiding down there then all of a sudden it comes out (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna make me take a mirror the next time we're having sex i'm gonna give me a mirror i want to (laughs) see yep so pay attention to that guys um you know obviously everybody likes setting the mood and and maybe not have a lot of lighting because you know everybody's a little different some folks don't care if lighting's on some do. Some of you may still have those old mirrors on top of your ceilings. Either way, take a look at it. I promise you, it'll surprise the hell of you, hell out of you, just because you're not. Maybe oh, you're paying attention to it, but you're really not. You know, my dumbass <laughs> is gonna have a big ass mirror underneath the pillow the next time we're, you know, in the act, and I'm gonna slide it out, and I'm be like, ooh, let me see. <laughs> I want to know what it looks like. So trust me, fellas, especially guys. Pay attention to it. You know, look at every detail. Understand it. Think about this for those of you that are car guys out there. Think about oh this. Oh my gosh! <laughs> as if you're waxing or cleaning your car, you want to get every speck out and, and just shine at every detail. You make you me think of Karate Kid. Wax on, wax off. That's wax ex- on, wax exactly off. Exactly what we do. We wax it on, wax it off. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. What are the what are the G spots and an A spot? Yeah, you heard me correctly. A spot. There's an A spot? Yeah, there really is. So the proper name for the G spot is the uh Gaffenberg spot. It's a highly sensitive, rather small a swollen spot located a few inches inside of the vagina. So guys, follow me here. Get just guys, get yourself a lesbian friend. Just to help you <laughs> out. Here we go. So in the vagina, there's an opening canal. The canal, the opening to the vagina, you're going to put your finger in about maybe uh, just a, an inch, a few inches, because obviously you got to get back there. 
make your finger, put your palm down, palms, your hands, palm, palm up, excuse me, hands, palm up like you're, you're waiting for a high five or you're handing out a, a dollar bill. <laughs> All right. You're going to put your finger through the, the opening of the vagina. And as you go in, you're going to go up like you're, you're telling your partner to come here. You're right? actually doing it I'm with your head. With He's signally, come here. Come here. <laughs> Literally, right behind, a few inches below that where the clitoris will be located, there there is that wall there. Once you insert your finger into the vagina area, stop pointing at me. And behind there <laughs> is where the G spot is located. It'll feel a little spongy for some women. Most of the time, you'll feel like a little ball or a little um, tube or something there. That spot, don't press it and push it and, and think there's a button that turns turn, turns your partner <laughs> on and off. No, it's a part of a it's a part for you to help say, "Hey, I'm here. Stimulate me, damn it!" And that's exactly what you're gonna do. I feel like I I need to be Dora. Say map, say map, and <laughs> take out a map and yeah. It sounds very complicated, Teddy. It does sound complicated, but I promise the guy, most of the guys know what I'm talking about. You may think you know where the G-spot is, but that's exactly where it is. I got to be honest. It's, I don't know where it is. I mean, you obviously find it every time, and I, I feel when you do, but I have no freaking idea. It's, uh, you know, yeah, by second inch, I'm a gynecologist, too. I swear you are. Mm. <laughs> so just again, as we as we conclude the g-spot real quickly again you can go online you can go look at the different scenarios and you'll know exactly oh that's what the heck he's talking about go through vagina the vagina canal go up come here with the finger it's right there behind the upper wall of the vagina entrance and it's if you look at it on the outside it's about an inch to two in, like about an inch or two inch or so uh, below the clitoris is directly behind the clitoris in the vagina wall and you're just literally going to use your finger to stimulate the backside of it now that's the easy part stimulating it you call that easy yeah yeah it is stimulating it is the hard part because you have to figure out the proper combination to you know make your partner happy and as you go your partner's going to say yes continue or nope that ain't working for me depending on your partner on that now For the A spot, hopefully that clears up a little bit for you guys. The A spot is located between the front of the vagina wall and the cervix. Really, to get a better idea, there's different positions to activate the A spot. It's really located a a bit further into the the vagina canal. So if you're thinking about it, you're not going to be able to get this with your fingers. You may be able to, but majority of the time is through penetrative sex. You're going to have to... Get down into it, guys. Get down as far as you can. Those of you that may need to take a little extra to give you a little bit of boost or Viagra or something, you may need to get a little bit of that. Get down, get down. Get but sorry. you'll know you'll get to it because your woman will be responsive to that area as you get further into the canal as you, uh, to get to the A spot. So to get to it, you have to do different kinds of positions and uh, formulas to get to that A spot. And without it, you're not going to be able to activate it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. You sound like a Power Ranger. (laughs) 
It is because it is more like a transformer because you hit it and then all of a sudden they transform. Voltron. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into that and we're going to get into the different positions to have uh, vaginal orgasms to that extent. But we'll we'll kind of talk through some of that as as we want you to kind of make sure you keep an ear or hear an ear out for the A spot. We'll help you understand that as well. Before we get to that, though, we want to talk about the importance of foreplay. So for all of you out there who just want to get to the deed, you know, that hard hip thrust, don't. Don't skip the foreplay. You skipping the foreplay is just like skipping the appetizers before your entree. You have to have that. You know, if you skip the foreplay, it'll actually take a woman longer to orgasm as opposed to warming that person up and, you know, bringing all their senses, you know, at height. So you definitely want to have that foreplay, kiss, touch, lick, oral sex, very important. Clitoral stimulation, whether you're touching, like I said, kissing or licking, very, very important. Communicating. So make sure that you communicate with your partner. Kind of discuss what they like, what they don't like, you know, dirty talk. Dirty talk with some of you are extremely important. Some of you don't care for it, but it just depends on your partner. Again, you're going to have to figure this out as you go. We're too silly to do this. <laughs> we end up saying stupid shit. <laughs> Truly do. Yeah, but, we're just, we're, we goof off way too much to be dirty talking. It becomes jokes. But you definitely, um, the communication piece is, is to understand, are you getting it right? Are you doing right? Because you can sit there. The worst thing you can do is do a job and then know you didn't do it right, then have to do it all over again. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure you do it right and do it right the first time. So communicate. Make sure your partner knows exactly what they're doing. Is it really good to you? You may not want to offend them, make them feel bad, but the reality of it is they need to understand you and what makes you feel better or makes you feel good. And I think it would be respectful for you to do the same back. Absolutely, absolutely. And most importantly, the whole point of foreplay before actually doing the deed, I think women have a better chance of orgasming. Did I say that right? Orgasming. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, before sex, if they do it before sex with a clitoral uh, orgasm, it's easier to have one during sex because, like I said before, you know, your clitoris, it's very sensitive. And even though like Teddy was saying, the orgasm is very short-lived. It really does help for that success for the vaginal orgasm, which, end game, right? And then you get to have both. Who doesn't want both? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you have multiple orgasms. Mm, preach! So, <laughs> as long as you first have an oral orgasm, you're really building up. Don't let down. Don't say, okay, well, I'm going to take my time, guys. This is your chance to allow your partner the pleasure and the ability to have a multiple orgasm immediately after she has an orgasm clitoral. It's really like warming up a car, like you said. It really is. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Those of you that remember Hot Pockets, they're still here. <laughs> got to warm it up to taste good. It's already pre-made. Just oh, got to put it, pop it in. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it better not last a minute, shit. <laughs> No, it won't last a minute, but gotta warm it up. This is not an ad, by the way, for Hot Pockets. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I hope you got that old Mustang sitting in your driveway. 
or that old Monte Carlo, you're going to have to warm it up, prime it, give it a few twirls, maybe check your carburetor <laughs> again. And then once you once you prime it right, it'll start up. She'll start up, and then she'll have to warm up a little bit, and then you can get her to go. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> so that is uh, some of the tips and uh, importance of foreplay that we can kind of give you a little bit of pieces for. The most important thing, which, you know, for men, you know, men mostly, mostly like, I mean, I, I don't know if I speak for all men, but majority of men enjoy oral sex. I think that uh, is a big thing for men. You don't um, say. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I definitely do. But at the same time, just as equally important and stimulating is penetrative sex for men. Obviously, you know, that's the number one piece and that's how we use our tools. You can't have the tools and not be able to use it, but then you have to make sure you use it correctly, which brings us to our next best thing. The best sex positions for vaginal orgasms. You, Most men, majority of men, I think, have pleasure when your partner is either audible in their satisfaction of what you're doing and how you're doing. And you measure that based upon how satisfying you are making your partner. But sometimes that audible, though, could be deceiving because just like with uh, Harry Met Sally, you know, she was faking that orgasm. You want your partner to believe you're enjoying it to that extent. So Audible is kind of, with you right now, that's a little different with us because, you know, I don't fake. I don't need to. But (laughs) I'm talking about other people, you know. Well, you know, when you're young, you're just, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Honestly, God, I mean, you have an idea to an extent, but reality of it is you're just happy you're just getting something. So you're in and out and going. (laughs) You know, you're just just trying to get one down and and go and and you're, you're getting yours. But the reality of it is there's so much more to it. And that's where the maturity and the ability to understand how the connection for both physical and emotional pieces come together. So let's get into the positions. There's so many different types. We'll get into it right now, though. First one we'll get into is called the G-Wiz. G-Wiz? <laughs> yep, exactly. So the G-Wiz is, um, you know, we're starting off strong uh, with a position that requires you laying down on your back and your partner lifting your legs up and resting them on their shoulders. So the women is the woman woman or the women or their, your partner, your partner yeah. is laying down. The man is standing up. Uh, your legs are the women's legs are up resting on their shoulders and your hips are literally suspending in the air, giving the opportunity to, to throw the man. Your, the man is thrusting your partner. And doing all the dirty work. So women, all you're doing is laying down on your back. They're literally pivoting, pivoting your pelvis up in the air. Or you can even put a pillow beneath your your bottom or lower back. The pillow really helps for that stimulation yeah. too. Yeah, it really does. But this all works together in uh, stimulating your G-spot. And more so for your A-spot. Because your A-spot is further back than your G-spot. Now, your G-spot, you'll be able to get to primarily when you're uh, thrusting out and your A-spot as you're thrusting in. So those are two pieces of 
stimulation that you'll be able to achieve just by using this one position. And besides the physical part of it, also with this position, you can actually both look into each other's eyes while you're doing the deed. And I feel like that goes beyond a physical level. You're going into that emotional connection, that, you know, spiritual connection in the sense of the act itself that you get to look into your partner's eyes and there's nothing more sexier than that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we're going to go ahead and say this again so you can kind of understand it 100%. Gee whiz. Woman, Gee whiz. Woman's on the back. <laughs> the hips are suspended in the ear and or you can put a pillow on the lower back to suspend your, your hips further higher. The man is standing up upright. So you're, the woman's laying back, legs all the way up to the shoulders. So your legs are up, your hips are suspended in the air or on a pillow, adjusted higher. So you're almost at a uh, slight 45 degree angle, basically, for the woman. The man is on top of you and you are thrusting it forward. So your men, for you to kind of visually understand this as well, your penis is literally going at an angle, in an erect angle, upwards and backwards towards the A spot as well as hitting your G spot simultaneously. And we can't post any photos of this. We have photos from the internet of these positions, but we can't post this because they are pretty graphic. As much as I would love to post them, um, I don't feel like social media would probably allow us to post this in particular. No, no, I don't think they would yeah. either. So I would say try to look at look up specifically. You can Google this sex positions for vagin uh, vagina orgasm, and it'll kind of give you some. There's many, but there's just a few that we're going through. You know what? We're actually. I think it's better if we will link it in the show notes. How's that sound? You can. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna Hopefully link this. We're gonna link this in the show notes so that you guys can see what we're talking about because um, we are gonna be discussing each of these positions. We did the research. Uh, we literally did the research. <laughs> it was great. Um, so, yeah, we picked our favorites, and this is it. Uh, yep, absolutely. So um, the next position we have is called the whirl. This position requires a bit more strength and balance, unlike the last one. So the whirl takes on the shape of, like, being a helicopter, a human helicopter, <laughs> you know, it's like you and your partner are spinning. You're not really doing that, but it's like you're spinning. So your partner's in a, in a seated with your feet planted to the floor, and and your uh, female partner is going to sit on the male partner. So it's literally like the the man is sitting down on the on a chair or and or primarily like a chair or the edge of the bed, and the woman is sitting on you guys. That your partner would be sitting on you. Basically, you're in the shape of an X. Well, the, that's kind of right. Women, the women's legs are open to you, facing you. So, like, say if uh, it looks like an X. Yeah, like basically, you're holding your woman and you're suspending them with their with their legs uh, on both sides of you, on the left and right side of that's you. That's this one, right? Uh, yeah, you both. Are We're looking at the pictures. Yeah, you both are facing each other. Uh, the man is sitting down, and you are supporting your partner uh, with your your female partner on top of you. Uh, but the man is like in a sitting position, like you're sitting down in a chair. The woman, is, the, the female is on top of you with her legs, 
you know, wrapped around you, basically. And uh, you guys are grabbing each other's hands, wrist, and uh, you are suspending each other. The woman probably is leaning back as well as the man, and you are having intercourse that way. It's at a 45-degree angle. Uh, you want to make sure that nobody gets hurt as you're holding each other, but you're, part, you're not really able to do a whole lot other than more of like a grinding motion or a small a short thrust which i i think feels better yeah yeah i I think that actually helps but it it'll stimulate you in a different way in a different way absolutely Uh, because you're using so many different body functions to allow this position to function properly Um, but once you're able to achieve this this really gives uh, uh both of you another level of stimulation that i think would would just bring a different element uh, again you're gonna have a you have to use a lot of strength it is a much more physical position and a lot of balance so need definitely need to do some practicing before you do this uh pro tip you should definitely hold each other's hands so no one flies off <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next uh position it's called this is actually called close for business I'm sure majority of women would like this position. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this position uh, uses the mouth instead of the penis, uh, which is it's kind of refreshing and it's perfect for couples who may not be in the mood for penetrative sex. So for the women, they just lay back in bed and uh, they let their partner's talented mouth and tongue lick, bite, suck uh, their way around your vagina. That's really it. Who doesn't want that? So you can be closer to business and then be open for later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, another another tip about this is to actually use like a stimulating um, vibrating toy along with this. It'll kind of help give a different and a stimulation to it on top of what you're already doing. For some, you guys already know and maybe a little very experienced about it and don't have to have it, but it just gives a, a slightly different erotic feeling. So the, the last position that we'll talk about is the drop box. The drop box, you know, it's really what's ending, we call it with a banger. Mm. You know, it, it's <laughs> similar to the whiz, but the difference is that you're laying down uh, at the edge of the bed. The woman is laying down the edge of the bed. And while you're at the edge of the bed, your partner is penetrating you like missionary style. The difference is, as you're at the edge of the bed, your your hips and your waist, your buttocks is, is all the way to the edge, completely to the edge. So say that your your hips, your, your lower back uh, is almost suspended slightly. You're where the, your partner, your the males can uh, penetrate you all the way through without any obstacle in the way. So men, you're there, you can put you can hold down your women, their arms, their body, hold their waist, their legs are will be to the either sides of you while you're there at the edge. Those of you that like other different functionalities while you're doing this this primarily missionary um, function, this is definitely, you know, your your typical deep penetrative sex. And these are all basically to achieve an orgasm, whether it's the G-spot or A-spot, 
all these positions that we listed are to help achieve those type of orgasms and they work. So those are your four top um, positions that will help you have a vaginal orgasm, you know, for your partner. I hope this helps you. I hope this is something that you guys are able to try. But I think it's a great start off and I think that it'll it'll at least get you in the right direction. Again, you're going to have to play around with this. There's different ways and different formulas that you can uh, also do. There's another one that we didn't mention, which I'll just go ahead and mention as a bonus uh, position. Those of you that like spooning, um, spooning position you can also do uh, laying on your sides, you know, literally with your legs put together, the females in front of you, uh, the males behind you, and your your legs are a little bit further up as uh, in your woman, and your woman is literally spooning you, um, but their bottom half of you is closer to you and you're having penetrative sex that way i'm surprised they didn't list that on the top ones because i would agree with you that that one really does help to achieve an orgasm yeah it does and it really helps that particular one helps more with your g spot than your a spot absolutely you are able to achieve a spot as well depending on how you position yourself though because obviously you can have deeper penetrative sex that way as well what about the other one where um you know, a woman is laying flat on her stomach and the guy is from behind, from behind, but not literally in the behind in the vagina, but laying on top though, doing that. You know what I'm talking about? Do I have that right? Yeah. There's other versions of that, but the most common to that would be doggy style. Yes. You can have not entirely, but you're talking about completely flat, completely flat because doggy style, you know, feels different than the position I'm talking about. We've done this before. Um, but the one where I was laying completely flat, that one, I feel, you know, you can achieve a real quick orgasm, if you're a woman at least. Because the, yeah. the direction that the penis is entering the vagina, it is hitting literally the G-spot on the money. Yeah, so what she talking about, guys, is uh, related to you just lay completely flat on a flat surface and your partner is behind you. Instead of doggy style, you're completely flat. And your partner is penetrating you from behind you're, um, while you're laying down stomach on your stomach on the ground or on the bed. Um, and then that will allow you to directively penetrate your G-spot specifically because of the angle that you're at. As well as, you know, a few minutes with that position, you can also alter it to uh, function into the A-spot and penetrate deeper. So those are couple of do- uh, functions that you could do. Doggy style is a very, very popular one to get deeper penetrative sex. And that will definitely get your A spot going as well as your G spot. But it allows you for a much deeper penetrative sex that way as well. I feel like doggy style is just so played out though. It's on like every porn. Everyone tries that position. It's just so played out. And I don't feel like it really does achieve an orgasm for a woman. Yes, you're penetrating deep. But as we've seen in movies men tend to go really fast and really hard and that that doesn't get the job done you know that's not paying attention now when a woman is lying flat you can go fast or slow but the thrust it's it's just different and it hits different i just feel like that is the best alternative to achieve an orgasm and again i don't know why the spooning one or the laying flat one was not listed on the article that we chose but it should have been because those are the best positions um, there definitely are. It's just not on the particular topic that we have, but they are a part of it. Um, but when it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we're going to get into some of the other different pieces to orgasm. Who orgasm. Got Who got this? So here we go. So 11 toys she needs for a faster orgasm. All I need is you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sex toys are a great addition in the bedroom, especially with a partner. So besides just changing things up and using toys, it can be a really great way to have a faster, more powerful orgasm. So there are many toys to help you orgasm. However, we choose only which we felt were the best ones. Specifically, focus on a woman, since women struggle more than men to orgasm, which is 100% true. Men, we can just, in some of us in a few seconds, some of you in a few minutes, some of you learn how to be a porn star and able to do it on command. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> So the first one, uh, the first toy we'll get to are some of the different pieces that, you know, I think is really crucially important. Again, some of you are aware of them, some of you not, some of you try them, some of you not, but we'll go down the list. First one is clitoral gels. There are a variety of clitoral stimulating gels, creams, um, as well as different types that are in the market designed specifically to assist women with orgasm and sometimes to get the orgasm more quickly. Clitoral gels are designed and to bring blood flow to the clitoris and help with engorgement. Ooh, I've talked about that word before. I just remember in high school, I think we got a couple of items from Spencer's. And one of them were warming gels. You remember that? Yep. I was not comfortable with that, you know? I just kept on thinking, it's getting too warm. <laughs> like, it was so scary. It got me scared, and then, like, that just screwed me up for sex completely, but that was scary. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff will, will be different. You definitely have to have a slightly open mind at that moment. You got to realize that things are going to function differently than what you're used to. If you're going to do some of these things that we're going to talk about toy-wise or and or gels and or any other stimulation, allow it to occur and be open to it. You're going to freak yourself out and then you're not going to be able to enjoy the full the full potential of what it can do. But this engorgement will heighten in, uh, your arousal in general with these gels. Therefore, for the men, it'll give her it'll give her a leg up on achieving the climax. Yes, you still got to work at it. However, it just gives you one step more to get to the big O. I feel like we need to go back to Spencer's and explore that one more time since we were so young when we explored it the first time and it scared the shit out of me now i feel like this would probably be a little bit better now that i have a better understanding of myself i agree i mean it depends on you as an individual as well and where you're at with your personal sexuality and comfort level and uh that will go a long way so a couple of uh, just recommendations real quick while we're on the topic Crazy Girl Gels or Viva Cream are just two of the best clitoral gels available out there in the market right now. So again, Crazy Girl Gels, Viva Cream. Those are definitely not something that we're selling. We're yeah, just pointing no out that those are some that actually work and there's plenty of reviews you guys can actually go and review and read as well. Uh, number two. Dual Action Vibrators. Ooh. Uh, dual action vibrators, they are vibrators which provide internal stimulation through a vibrating shaft, but they also have uh, some semblance of a connected clitoral stimulator, which will provide 
stimulation and uh, it's a combo, one to two combo of the internal and external, uh, I can't talk, stimulation. It's what we talked about before, kind of like with what the jackrabbit does. Um, it'll only increase chances of an orgasm in general, basically, but it's a much faster, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any experience with this, obviously. we As men, we don't have these kind of dual action stuff. I mean, I guess some men would probably use it, depending uh, yeah, on the guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't... Because some guys... Yeah, I could see, maybe. ...like, uh, you know, dare I say, anal stimulation, but some men do like that and enjoy that. Me personally, that's yeah, a no Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. I get that. It's a no-no zone. So the number three topic is rabbit... Rabbit... Rabbit vi- vibes. Rabbit vibes. Really? Yeah. It's a very specific type of dual action. Wow. Rabbit vibes. Okay, that's weird. It supposedly has like a kick-ass stimulator. And it actually has bunny ears. This is uh, the jackrabbit, basically. This is not, that's not, that's something complete. Who the hell? Yeah, it's got bunny you... ears. Okay. You got a little bunny. Yeah, the bunny ears, what they do is they flick the clit in a very gentle way. And it's combined with internal stimulation and that provides like a vibration that goes inside you and the combination is often it's the most successful for a real quick orgasm it's got dual options <laughs> so if i wear a bunny mask and i <laughs> i flick it would it be the same thing that's so weird i mean maybe <laughs> so weird. okay i'm actually curious I, I probably buy me one of these there's like the bunny rocket there's the bunny ear thing. Now we're getting into bullets and eggs. Number four. There's a lot of Easter egg tournament like theme stuff right now <laughs> for women. <laughs> I'm noticing that. I'm it's like, like, what? Is there a conspiracy with the Easter bunny? And man, no more Easter bunnies around women. Well, I heard this whole supernatural thing going on about the Easter bunny, but we're not going to get into that because we're not a supernatural podcast. But it was very interesting. So bullets are truly a woman's best friend as they claim. They can and should be used alone and with sex. Bullets are are tiny vibrators and often less than five inches at max. And they provide a powerful and direct stimulation right at the heart of a woman's sexual zones. The clitoris. Bullets seem to increase orgasm speed, especially when used during intercourse and are small enough to be used without interfering with the act of sex. You're not using a bullet in nowhere. <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen this. We've never bought one of these, but I've seen this in Spencer's. And I've heard lots about them um, on other podcasts and read stories. And a lot of women use this. Their travel size. I mean, you could pretty much put it in your pocket. They're very small. Wow. Uh, the next one, number five, we'll be talking about is magic wand massagers. I think magic wands, they're, you know, got some powerful vibes. They're the most powerful vibrator. I think it's pretty cool. It's a combination of powerful vibrations that move through a padded stimulator end. The surface area combined with the strength of a vibration often can elicit extremely fast and powerful orgasms. That's crazy, too. Imagine having a wand. Uh, If I was Harry Potter, I was about to say that. Have a magic wand. Fuck the shit out of you. Bloody hell, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Harry Potter fans. 
couple stimulators. This is number number six. Couple couple stimulator. There are a wide range of items designed to be used by couples during sex. Mostly cock rings with tiny vibrators or even a unique Wii Vibe, which is a clitoral and G-spot vibrator that is used during sex. Either option can increase the speed of the orgasm because it would actively stimulate her clitoris during in- insertion or penetration. Wait, I'm confused. And so it goes, on your, it goes on the penis? Yeah, exactly. It it goes on literally goes on the penis. It's uh I've seen I've seen these before, but I mean that is, it's kind of weird for me. But how uh, how it it's like a stretchy ring thing that goes around your penis that changes in size with your penis, and uh, it's at the end. It goes to the base of your penis, and as you're being penetrated, it the vibration you feel on the penis as well as as. You feel you're fully within your partner. You can feel it right at your clitoral area. You know, I'm making you go on Amazon after this, right? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds amazing. It it's supposed to be um, the combination. It is supposed to help induce an orgasm itself and stimulate it further more quickly. But I think it would also have a uh, negative effect on it as well for your male partner. I think that it would also stimulate you guys as well. So those of you that maybe want to prefer to last longer, if it stimulates you as well, that's not a good thing. But then again, who cares? You can always sit back and then regenerate yourself and then keep on going. Next Should. one. Here we go. Should have had a V8. Don't. This is, the, this is the number seven. Those of you that like the lucky number seven. Anal plugs. Oh, man. <laughs> So definitely don't shoot the messenger here, but many women actually like anal penetration and will get more aroused and have more powerful and faster orgasms Mm-mm. when they're combined with sex or uh, toy play with anal stimulation. Hell to the no. Not me. Not this woman. I, I can't. I won't. <laughs> you are not touching me with that. <laughs> anal plugs come in a variety of sizes and shapes and are also available in vibrating and non-vibrating. Sometimes just having an anal stimulation will do the trick. Other times the benefit comes from vibrations. Hmm. That's no. interesting. Um, get it out your head. Nope. Very interesting. Nope. And nope. <laughs> Number eight. Those, Large dildos. Those of you that like this, go ahead. Just like with anything, dildos and vibrators come in all shapes and sizes. There are many marked as large. Dildos are vibrators because with its girth, well you know, large. If you're a woman who can orgasm through internal stimulation, having a toy that will stretch and stimulate the insides of your vagina more fully may be a way to induce an orgasm more quickly. Well, that's interesting. Those of you that have that, maybe you enjoy it, maybe you don't. Um, I guess this goes upon the person and some women like that and some women don't. Um, Number nine, we're almost there, guys. We've got a few more to go. Thrusting vibrators survives. So the wonderful world of vibrators now contains a new selection of dual actions that thrust in and out during play to mimic more a more natural way that of, in, of intercourse happening. Thrusting vibrators can be an extremely intense experience for, uh, for some women, and the combination of thrusting vibration and uh, clitoral stimulation will often bring her to climax more quickly. So, 
I'm sure you guys probably seen these things there. I'm assuming it's I just uh, <laughs> like I know there was a meme a long time ago where there was a a meme where it was a hand attached to a vibrating dildo that went counterclockwise or clockwise, slapping somebody across the head. <laughs> this is really crazy. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I've seen it. Those of you who have seen this before, that is basically a version of it, but there's one that actually thrusts forward and inward, inwards and outwards. That is what that what that vibrator is about. Now I'm curious. It's basically a dildo that's automatically you have to uh, like attach it to your end of a bedpost or bed railing or something, and it. It looks like our Amazon shopping cart's just about to get real weird. <laughs> All right, we are on number 10, G-Spot Vibrators. If you're fortunate enough to be a woman, doo -doo -doo, who can have an orgasm through G-Spot stimulation, then a G-Spot Vibrator can be your best friend, if you find the right one, that is. They can induce a very powerful orgasm, and even if you do not have the typical G-Spot orgasm, G-Spot toys are meant to stimulate the internal vaginal canal in a much different way and can really please and induce a faster orgasm in general. Well, I guess I think you're going to probably look at some of those. I don't know. I don't really need these toys. I mean, I'm not trying to knock on anyone that has. You know, you and I have owned, you know, toys before. They don't really do as much as you do. So <laughs> you do the work. So therefore, I just, I need you. Well, we're helping everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> So the number 11 spot, the top spot, are, is uh, clit simulators. So I have to be honest here. I think I saved the best for last for a reason. So for around 80% of women, um, the only way they can have an orgasm is with clitoral stimulation. It's facts. Truly 100% facts. So if you're one of these women or your partner is then a clitoral stimulating toy is a perfect option so those of us there that that really are looking for that that 100 you gotta get your partner to that climax portion of their lives that they're missing out on don't skip the floor play don't skip the floor play mm -mm. go ahead and get them a, a, a clit sim, uh, stimulator or use your mouth <laughs> learn how to be a be an expert at it obviously it, it takes a lot of practice therapist teddy <laughs> <laughs> and listen communicate tell your partner what you're wanting and then vice versa make sure that your both partners understand each other's bodies what feels good what doesn't um, you're gonna have to be honest with yourself I mean there are some things that your partner may not like that you like and that you want don't hold back and it's the only way to explore that extra level of heightened orgasm with each other. We're about to pull off the scene, Teddy, as soon as we end this podcast. 365 days. <laughs> Back to that movie, always. Um, this was an amazing topic. I had really fun researching it. Definitely had fun researching this one. We really did the work on this. Woo. Yep, sure did. Really did. Boy, we, we go out of our way to research crap, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, too bad we don't get paid for it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Teddy and Jenny can be found on TikTok, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. 
If you're interested in our really cool merch from Cream and My Coffee, check out our store on Bonfire. Not only do we have fashionable Cream and My Coffee apparel, we also have shirts, tanks, and hoodies representing multiple sclerosis awareness. I also wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you for hitting that subscribe button for our podcast. With each subscription, you allow more people to learn about this podcast. And when you hit that subscribe button, it automatically downloads our upcoming episode on the day of release. For those of you listening to us on Spotify, as most of you know, Spotify now offers a really cool feature where you can leave us a comment on the Spotify platform, allowing you to engage with other listeners and see their comments as well. We love all your positive feedback for our show. You can also leave voice recordings on Spotify for podcasters, which I will link in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to Teddy and Jenny at creamandmycoffee97 at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for our upcoming episodes. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening again today. And until next time, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. 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 Muy caliente, papi.